Hey, it's your host, Mark Santiago, and I'm excited to introduce you to the next level of this podcast, Empowered AF 2.0. 2.0. In this next stage of Empowered AF, we're going to dive deeper into what it means to be an empowered man in his most advanced form. I'm talking healthy communication, healthy lifestyle, both physically and emotionally, and evolving into the man you've always wanted to be. So stick around and join me in this episode of Empowered AF 2.0. Hey, hey, what's up, gentlemen? Appreciate you being here. Mark is currently in the air. So you guys have got me. Lucky for you. Appreciate you all being here. Let's get rocking and rolling. I believe we're still going to let a few guys in. What's up, James? What's up, Rob? What's up, DB? What's up, Duffy? What's up, Mark Dominguez? What's up, Jay? Appreciate you guys making time this morning or afternoon, depending on where you're at. We're recording. Awesome. Guys, we're going to go and hop right into it. We've got a small and intimate crowd today. Looks like there was only one question submitted. Now, this question, it's always interesting because I think all of us have struggled at some point with nice guy syndrome. If you feel like you identify as a nice guy, do me a favor, put the number one in the chat. There's nothing wrong with being a nice guy, by the way. Just want to get some context and check in with the collective here. I actually work with James one-to-one, so I'm glad that he's here as well. What's up, dude? Point five, I dig the optimism. I love it. I love it. Now, we've all been in a place before where maybe we were a people pleaser. How many guys relate to that? Do me a favor, put the number two in the chat. If you relate to the framing of people pleasing, maybe you please others before pleasing yourself because that's the perceivingly right thing to do. Thanks for putting up two, Duffy. I see you. Thanks for joining us. Big one and two. I get it. You know, in the line of work that Mark and I get to do and our other coaches, people-pleasing is something we see a lot. Because as men, we're told we need to be the provider. We also need to provide this sense of security. And we almost feel like we bend over backwards to sometimes get our needs met. Sound familiar? Resonating with you guys? Yeah. So let's hop right into it. We had one question submitted. Now I'm going to go ahead and dive into it. I don't believe, actually, he is here on the call. I'm still not going to contextualize his name because I like to keep privacy prevalent. How do you stop being a nice guy without becoming a jerk? I love this one. I love this one. How do you still be a nice guy without becoming a jerk? Well, The thing is, we have this exercise called neutral woman, and it's specifically something that we use when guys are stuck in this dynamic. Maybe he's been the nice guy and now his wife is walking all over him. Maybe he just wants things to change. He feels like he's just has no power. But there's this fear in changing any way you're showing up out of fear that it will create more distance between her and you. Do you guys relate to that? 
Yeah. Man. James, how many times have I given you the feedback? Giving her space does not give her space to run away. I've mentioned that contextually with James. I've mentioned that to many guys in our program because sometimes the only way out of this dichotomy of being stuck in nice guy syndrome is neutralizing. And neutral woman, gentlemen, is not zero or 100. For some reason, as men, we think, okay, I either need to be all or nothing. And that's a part of the problem. See, neutral woman, there's variances of it. And essentially what it is, is you stop with the, I love you, babe. Good morning, babe. Love you. If she's not a safe space and can't meet you at that level, why are we showing up that way? Now, your internal dialogue may be, well, because I want to show her that I'm a loving husband. You can still show love by having respect for yourself. So when we use neutral woman, we treat our wife the same way we would treat the person behind us in line at the grocery store. We're not too rude. We're not too kind. We're actually not rude at all. We're amicable. We keep conversation around shared responsibilities. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I live out here in California, and you never know what you're going to get when you talk to the person behind you in the grocery store line. People are wild out here. So with that, take it at face value. Because when we use neutral woman, there's variances of this. But that's how you maintain being a nice guy without being a jerk. You know, so many times we have guys that say, okay, so I just need to act like she doesn't exist. No. You're still family. It just looks a little bit different right now with where things are at. Please remember that. Regardless of what happens, you're still family. It just looks a little bit different. Does that make sense? That's how we get out of this nice guy dynamic that we're in without becoming a jerk. You know, essentially boundaries are meant to keep us safe. Okay. I hope that answers your question, brother. Let's see. Any questions you guys have? If it falls under this category, do me a favor, drop it in the chat. I have a little bit of extra time before I go grab Mark from the airport. Not really a question, but I'm struggling with making changes in therapy. She's saying, I see your changes and I appreciate it, but it doesn't really change anything for me. <clears throat> I can imagine that does feel demoralizing. However, I try not to hyper-focus on the small details. I take things at face value, and I feel you should too, Jay. Now, what I hear, she sees your changes, and she appreciates it. Now, I almost wonder the part about you saying, but it doesn't change anything for me. I wonder if that detail came from you asking. That's my curiosity. Because what I hear ultimately is she's recognizing your changes. And brother, I'm going to let you in on a secret. Those changes need to be for you, not for her. 
I understand that the reason of doing these changes is to save the marriage and save the familial, the familial unit. However, we do that by saving you. And we need to detach from that outcome because if we're attached to the outcome of her seeing the change and then having that be the thing that inspires her to change her mind, our intentions really aren't in the right place. And that may be a bitter pill to swallow, but that is the truth, brother. What I hear is she's recognizing the change. And ultimately, we should take that at face value and keep the pressure on ourselves. Because either way, regardless of what happens, if you do part ways, you are healed for the next person. The only way you can create a new marriage is by both of you committing to working on yourselves and working on the dysfunction that led you here. You can only take ownership for your part, Jay. Please understand that. You can't own her emotions. You can't change her. You can't control her. You can't manipulate her to get your needs met. Because if you manipulate once, you're going to have to continue to manipulate to get your needs met. And guys, I'll let you in on a secret. Manipulation, it is just an unhealthy way of getting your healthy needs met. Manipulation is just an unhealthy way of getting your healthy needs met. It happens, guys. I get it. However, as men, we get to do better instead of become bitter. I meet a lot of bitter old men, and I don't want that for any of you. Let's see. No questions. Guys, I'm giving you free reign. Drop some questions in the chat. Before I have to pop off here and trying to lean into that resistance of further my resolve. Yeah. You know what these are, Jay? Growing pains. Growing pains. That's what these are. I feel for you, brother. I hope you can receive that support and that feedback, man. Keep the pressure on. Guys, what questions do you have? Well, being a nice guy has ruined your marriage. And what you can do to change. Guys, if you feel like you just don't want to bring something up because you don't want to cause a problem, you don't want to rock the boat, maybe you're expecting to have sex later and you don't want to bring something up because you don't want to cause a problem. If you can relate to anything that I just said there, this call is for you. Ask any question that's coming up. Why being a nice guy, why having no boundaries why these things ultimately led you here. I'll give you guys a minute to post some questions in the chat. Oh, nice. There we go. Let me take a look at these. Mm. You guys did not see that. You spilled water all over me. I'm graceful today. Could you explain more how being a nice guy ruins the marriage? What you're seeing is being a nice guy, or I guess how you're viewing some of us see it. Um, there's not a ton of context there. Now, <clears throat> I'll do my best to answer that with the context I have in pursuit of being a nice guy. Now, I firmly believe that nice guy syndrome is when a man puts everyone else's needs before his own. Puts himself last. And although your intention may be pure there, we all know the age-old saying you can't pour from an empty cup, right? We've heard that. 
Now, if we're putting everyone else's needs before our own, wouldn't that mean we're pouring from an empty cup? You know, the things that normally attracted your wife to you, maybe it was your ambition. Maybe it was your desire to conquer and achieve and lead your family. But somewhere along the way, you started putting everyone else's needs first. And I get it because we're told as men, we need to provide and we need to support our family. However, you can't do that from a shell of the man you used to be. Because over time, we start putting everyone else's needs first to where we're lacking purpose, we're lacking a vision, and we're just existing. Going from point to point. I hope that answers it for you. I'm going to go down the line. I avoid conflict and we always talk to other people about, about, hey, I'm realizing that fighting is good better than avoiding shit. I would say the reframe there is it, it so many individuals lack the skill of conflict resolution. And we think that everything's going to be just bright-eyed and bushy-tailed at all times. Guys, that's just not how life is. There's going to be friction. There's going to be crucial conversations. There's going to be loops that are open that you need to close through having a clarifying conversation. If we're constantly walking on eggshells, trying to avoid conflict, Guys, life is meant to be so much sweeter than the anxious thoughts that you get caught in through the day. I assure you. Let's see. How to do a fair parenting plan when we live eight hours away and our boys don't want to leave my house. She says she doesn't care what the kids want. Mm. Mm. My kids live in another state. And I'm still fully present with them actively. I do my due diligence on my end to ensure that that happens. Now, I also went the route of having things put in place by the courts because we simply could not find level playing field between us. And so we brought in a third party mediator to mediate because that's all we needed. So with that, I can't particularly give specific feedback on this. However, I would put the onus on her and yourself and really clarify, what is it you both want? Like, if you both are looking for a fair parenting plan, I believe you get more bees with honey. And what does that mean? Let's put the onus and let's ask, I, or here, it would feel Good to me to hear what your idea of a fair parenting plan is. Open up the conversation. See what her idea of a fair parenting plan is. Share what your idea and then close the gaps from there. That's what I would recommend because ultimately it's about the kids at the end of it. And if the kids do want to stay with you, I can't dabble in the context there. I don't know how old your children are. Mine are on the younger end. They're both below the age of five. And so it's a little bit different until they get older. 
I'm going to move on to the next one. How do you handle the neutral woman when she isn't neutral back? Mm. When she isn't neutral back, are you referencing that she is? So I guess which end of the spectrum is it on? Is it on like she's rude and visceral or is she on the side of like she's jumping your bones trying to get you into bed? Which side is it on? Do me a favor and put it in the chat just so I can better understand the rude side. Man, I feel for you here. Neutral woman fits perfectly for this because if she's on the rude side and yeah, I'm, I'm pulling it up so I have it. The lady behind me at the grocery store doesn't ask, often asks things of me. So I guess if she's pushed towards the rude side, what's probably happening when you're neutral is she's being rude towards you, correct? And you can just give me a thumbs up if your camera is on. Yeah, she's just being rude towards you. All right, I'm gonna share with you a framing. It's called a diffusive frame. Thanks for the feedback. I'll take time to process. Diffuse it. You don't need to go tit for tat with someone because guess what? When we play this game, no one wins. Our ego is what wants to play that game. Brother, I, I use a, I asked for the court to appoint an app for communication between my ex and I. Um, she struggles with BPD and I never know what I'm going to get. And a couple weeks ago, I woke up to a barrage of messages. And you guys know when you got to scroll like four times on a phone to get to the bottom, when the text is that long, that's basically what, I, what had happened. I didn't even read the message. I simply sent, hey, thanks for the feedback. I'll take time to process this. That's all you need to say. You don't need to, to correct the story or correct the wrong. Brother, it's manipulation. And remember, your partner can only meet you as deeply as they've met themselves. And when we play stupid games, we win stupid prizes. And when I got a response after that, which was visceral, I set the boundary. Hey, I have nothing to add to this conversation. It would feel good to me if we could keep communication about our son and shared responsibilities. Thank you. I'm setting a boundary there. There's no room for conversation unless it has to do with our son or shared responsibilities. How does that, does that feel supportive for you, Rob? Yeah. We don't need to play the game. I get it though. Because as men, we're good at it. You know, one of the things we're really good at, guys, and you guys can all agree with this, I'm sure. When someone hurts us, I'm going to hurt you harder. I'm going to hurt you more, right? We're really good at that. Someone hurts us. We want to hurt them back. Guys, we don't need to. I feel for you, though. Thanks for receiving that, Rob. How can I discern from being a nice guy and doing what is right for my family? An example, my kids wanted me to go over when it's not my weekend and she's okay with it. So I make time to go over just to be around. We're separated at the home. She's working from divorce. Boys are six, four, and two. Hmm. Hmm. 
Intention is everything. Now, Mark, I believe that it's you showing up as a father when you're going over there. I don't believe it's you showing up to save the marriage from you going over there. What's up, Justin? Now, I would put the onus back on your shoulders. What is your intention of going over there? Is your intention to go over there to maintain connection to her? Or is your intention to go over there to nurture your relationship with your children? We always got to clarify our intention. And this is when it's time to be honest. Like be brutally honest with yourself, with kindness intact. Because intention is everything. So let me know how that feels for you, Mark. If you want to respond in the chat, I'll give you a minute. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I feel like I'm I'm getting responses to two questions right now, Mark Milgroves and Mark Dominguez. I think you guys both misinterpreted. I was responding to Mark Dominguez, but Mark Milgrove, I'll respond to yours right now too. Um, it's me doing all the traveling. Yeah, I feel for you, brother. I fly out every month. I fly out there. I she, There's no compromise from my end. But you know what? I think through that, and in the beginning, there was this bitterness that, you know, we're both parents in this. There should be this level of equality. However, I silence that inner critic because let's just be honest, guys. Life isn't fair. Life isn't fair, right? We can agree with that. And I'm not trying to be dark and morbid. Let's just be honest. Life isn't fair. Perceivably, it's not. But at the end of the day, Mark, you're showing up as a father. This is for Mark Milgrove. You're showing up. It's unfortunate that there's no compromise from her end. However, I know many men that don't show up for their children, and you're not one of them. There's a lot of power in that, brother. There is. And your kids will thank you. Truly, they will. I hope that's supportive for you, man. Also, congrats on being awarded custody. Happy for you, brother. Both, I want to be there 100%. But I do like seeing her. There it is. Honesty, I appreciate that. So, Mark, hypothetically speaking, yeah, I get weak when emotions get in the way. Hypothetically speaking, if she was to make a move on you, what would happen next? If your answer to yourself, and you don't have to answer this publicly because I don't want to put you on blast. However, if your answer to yourself is that I would give in and we would have, have sex or whatever comes next, I wouldn't recommend going. Because if that happens, your internal dialogue will be, oh, she's leaning back in. We had sex. 
guys, I'm going to be real with you. Just because sex happens, if sex happens, does not mean she's leaned back in. That's just the truth. One of the things that I give feedback to men the most, when you are creating these new healthy dynamics and these healthy boundaries and implementing neutral women, stop the sex. Stop. Think with the head above your shoulders instead of the head in between your legs. We're men. We can be a little crass here, right? I'm sorry if there's kids listening. I apologize. But guys, this making sense, you have to have boundaries for yourself. And Mark, if you get weak when emotions get in the way, I personally feel it may not be a good idea to put yourself in that scenario. Maybe the path of most allowance would be meeting at a neutral third-party place, maybe a park. I don't know if they have like a roller rink where you're at, something that the kids can enjoy. So that way you're not in this space, like the home you used to live in or her new home, apartment, anything like that. Just trying to think more proactively instead of reactively. Hope that's supportive for you, man. Gentlemen, that's all I got for you today. Now, if you guys <clears throat> haven't gotten support and are looking for support and just kind of want a little bit more, I can't stress enough the power inside the five-day challenge. It's a five-day challenge that is cohesive and each assignment builds off the last. Gentlemen, if where you're at right now isn't where you want to be, that is a firm indicator. It's time to start doing something different. And if you don't have a plan or a direction, five-day challenge will give you a direction. Now, if you've already gone through five-day challenge, which a majority of you have, and you've gotten some juice, and you're looking for a little bit more, and you want to see if you're a fit, I do invite you to book your call with one of our advisors. Now, they've been trained by Mark to support you guys. Whether you're a fit for Thrive or not, they will give you a game plan on how to get out of where you're at and get closer to where you're going. Now, whether you're fit or not, if you don't have a game plan on where you're going, I cannot recommend it enough. Gentlemen, the link's in the chat. I appreciate you all being here. We've got Justin on the call who just gave us a thumbs up. Justin's been with us for, I think, a little over 90 days at this point. Um, he works with me one-to-one. -one, and when he came in, he wasn't sure the direction things were going to go. And I'm going to actually bring him on and let him share a little bit about his experience and where he started and where he's at now. What's up, Justin? Hey, everybody. Um, happy to do this uh, little testimonial here. Um, this program, I was a little skeptical in the beginning, but I will tell you this firsthand, it will change your life. Um, I came into the program with, I was in a position where I felt like I had to do something for myself, but I had no other good uh, tangible options in front of me. I stumbled across this, got really involved with the content online. I uh, talked to a uh, gentleman that kind of gave me the ups and downs of the program and how it all works. I made a commitment. It was the largest commitment financially I'd ever made to myself um, in that process. And it was, it was scary for me. And I do not regret it 
one bit 90 days later. And I actually just made the commitment to work with Joey one-on-one and continue for another six months of this program um, in the Thrive Plus. Uh, it will 100% change your life, guys. Um, regardless of what happens with your wife or whatever's going on in that situation, um, this will make you a better man and will change generations of men to come in your life based on the way you interact with them. So great program, uh, well worth the investment. Awesome. Thanks for coming on and sharing that, Justin. And guys, just so you know, he just so happened to be here and he just spoke from the heart. Um, Justin is an example of a guy who came in wanting to do everything to change how he was feeling. And he showed up day in and day out. And we don't have clarity on the direction he's going. Just for context, guys, like he's not out of the woods yet. But he knows that the direction he's going is in congruence with what he wants in his life. And that's why he has so much conviction. So guys, if you haven't yet, check out the link, get your game plan. There's no commitment, no obligation. We just want to help you guys. Because ideally, guys, I'm going to give you a statistic. Last year, the World Health Organization released a statement, 267,000 men took their life. Of that, a majority of men, 62% to be exact, could not discern the difference between a good friend and a best friend. And a majority of men, 87% to be exact, said they feel alone. Gentlemen, you don't need to feel alone because as men, we're meant to thrive in tribes and communities. There's no such thing as a lone wolf. If you ever look at a wolf pack, the alpha leads from the back. So gentlemen, when you're surrounded by better men, you become a better man. With that being said, I'll see you all in the next one. Much love. Peace. Hey, thanks again for joining us on this episode of Empowered AF 2.0. If you're new here, thanks for checking out this episode. And I encourage you to take a visit back to the first episodes in this podcast. Look, we have over 50 episodes on the foundations of how to be an empowered man. I'm talking about in your relationship with your wife, your kids, your work, your boss, whoever and whomever. And I highly suggest you take some time to listen and gain some insight and knowledge from those episodes. And hey, if you want to connect with me deeper, be sure to check out the Empowered Man group. That's empoweredman.co slash group empoweredman.co slash group for latest information and to join our group of other men who are wanting to be empowered just like you. Until then, this is Mark signing off, Empowered AF 2.0.